This is the Love Truth Leadership Podcast. Your hosts, Nick Johnson and Larry Chatterley, welcome you on your journey of self-improvement and connection. Listen as they combine their different experiences of life to help guide you in the direction of love, truth, and leadership. Hi, I'm Larry. And this is the LTL show. <laughs> Welcome to our first podcast. We're going to introduce ourselves a little bit. Um, why don't you go ahead and start, Larry? Hi, my name is Larry Chatterley. Um, I'm 70 years old, still feeling pretty young. You look young. And I ride my bike a lot. Yeah. <laughs> As Nick knows. Yeah. Nick knows a lot about bikes, and he kind of coaches me how to be a better cyclist. Anyway, my history is uh, I was born in Idaho Falls, and then we moved to Michigan, and we lived there for a bit, and then I grew up in southern Utah. And my father was a physician, an ophthalmologist. I ended up being a consultant mainly for the dental industry for years. Retired five years ago. And during that whole time, I was a scout leader for 30 years. Scoutmaster, and I did a lot of programs for the the district and helped other scout leaders besides helping the boys, and that was pretty rewarding. And now I'm retired. I'm a service missionary. I help people find jobs, coach people. I guess my motto is kind of like what Einstein said years ago, life lived for others is a life lived worthwhile. And I think one of the most rewarding things in life is helping people help themselves. So you said you were a, a consultant for... Dentists. Dentists. Yeah, I help transition their practices. I help them how to run the practice too, how to manage it, and we also help them do startups if they wanted to start a practice. So you've talked to me about your job. You've told me about what you've done and how it is something that has really brought you forward maybe a little bit as far as being able to communicate with people and all that kind of stuff and, and, and coaching. And a lot of people think that doctors or dentists mostly have their life together. So, but... Why don't you explain a little bit more like what you did in that industry and how you can definitely say that a lot of dentists and doctors definitely don't have their life together. And if they're trying to fix their practice, what did you tell them to fix first? Well, interesting. that's a good question. A lot of times I think, uh, and I was on the same pathway. Well, I was going to go to med school, and right before I w- was ready to put my application in, I had this I don't know, epiphany or whatever, I started asking myself a bunch of questions why I was doing this. And then I realized it was more about money and status. I didn't necessarily have a passion for it. And some docs, I mean, not all docs, but some of them have their act together. A lot of them do. But then there's some that struggle. And uh, I think those who struggle need to, they're, they're asking themselves a bunch of why questions. Why did I get into this? But some figured out sooner or later, but we found that when we coached these docs about getting their personal life in order, it, the practice went much better. But most people, when they'd hire us as a consultant, they'd say, hey, just fix the practice. That's the problem. You know, I'm not the issue here. And we say, well, doc, no, you got to look at yourself. And there's some things that you could do personally that could really enhance the productivity and the success of your practice. <clears throat> 
So it, go, it goes to show that even being successful, you know, as a as a dentist or a doctor, not a lot of the times their their lives are all together. Mm-hmm. Which I, which is kind of where we're coming at with this podcast, trying to you know help teach people how to get their lives together. And and so anybody listening, you can definitely understand that you could look successful on the outside and and run a, a dentist office. And still, at the same time, need help in your personal life. Yeah. I kind of like to think of it this way. We're, we're in a rowboat, and one oar is your business, and the other oar is your personal life. And the problem is, if you put too much energy on the one oar, what direction does the boat go? Yeah, it's in circles. It goes for in sure. circles. And we found that if they're not in balance very well, and usually it's their personal life that are not balanced. And what happens is the more out of balance they get, the more energy they typically put in their career, thinking that that's going to bring them back into balance. Yeah. When, frankly, it doesn't. It ends up going in circles. ends up being a groundhog day almost. And so they they got to get focused they, more what's most important in life. And and it's about relationships. And it's uh, it's how they feel about themselves, self-love, and how they love other people, and how and to make sure they have a good purpose in life. And once they're grounded and they understand that purpose, there's some things that they can do to make, you know, make life more meaningful to them. And once they figure that out, there's certain things, habits they can do that can make their lives more productive. And when, and when they come to work and they're more energized and more happier, everybody feels that way. The staff feels that way. The patients start feeling that. And that's true with any business. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So, well, thank you for that, Larry. A little rundown. I'm going to give you guys a short and sweet explanation about who I am as a person. Because to tell you the truth, the main reason why we started this podcast is because Larry and I met through my work. I might be a little emotional right now, just so you know. But I, I looked at him and instantly knew he was a very positive person. And about a month and a half ago... It's going through a mad breakup. It was really bad. But I'm uh, 40 years old and have had nothing but failed relationship after failed relationship. So I'm sitting here figuring out, it's like, what do I need to look at as far as myself? I'm the common denominator in all these failed relationships, right? So what what's wrong with myself that I need to fix to where I can stop having these failed relationships? So I reached out to Larry one day to see if he might want to just, you know, sit down and talk to me. <laughs> Since then, it's been a a great relationship we developed. He's helped me immensely. It's staying on track, holding me accountable. At the same time, it's one of those things where I've, I've come from a past that's very checkered. We'll talk more about that probably later in further episodes, but I feel like I can relate with a lot of the the lost people of this world, the people that don't have a sense of direction, a sense of loneliness, a sense of not wanting to be who your parents are, maybe a sense of not having a support network out there, something that is hard to find, but the only way you can find it is reach for it. At the same time, it's one of those things where I look at it as I'm the person that has always known the right thing to do, but have never had the ambition to do it. So we're here to use me as your study example. Uh, (laughs) Basically, it's one of those things where if I can come from where I came from, doing the things that I did as a youth, 
going down the path that I was down and and can be looked at as a leader in my community as far as I go with a lot of things in the cycling industry, especially here in, in the town that, that Larry and I originate from currently. I'm looked at as a leader now on a small scale, and I, I, I look to improve that. Additionally, leaving a legacy, which a lot of people I feel like, if, if they have that drive and ambition as far as wanting to leave a legacy that they can be proud of, that that will be something that can change people as far as how they behave in their, in their life. And so that's, that's who I am as the guy who wants to leave a legacy. The man who been in trouble with the law a few times. I've never had direction as far as a career. I'm, I am a mechanic. I've been a mechanic for 20 years, but did I like my job? No. I always felt like there was something more for me to do. I don't have as an stable past, or I should say as a stable past as, as Larry has. I have been all over the place as far as my career ambitions have been. I've been lost in direction and finding direction is important and it's one of those things where I feel like I'm starting to at the age of 40 finding my direction and Larry and I wanted to team up to create this tell people my age older younger you know anyone who feels like their direction is lost to kind of be able to listen and and see that it doesn't matter where you're at and where you're from with a little bit of hard work and a little bit of discipline. And it's like you told me, Larry, you don't want me to change one habit <laughs> or at, in a whole. You want me to change one minute of one habit and just being able to do that. And then, and then to do that continuously, you can start to see the small changes that you're making in your life and seeing the positive influence since I started talking with you, it's been, what, a month and a half now? Almost two? Man. <laughs> the improvement that I see in my life is... And I'm sorry for all those out there that are listening to this. It's just like looking at me as like a crybaby, but it's emotional. It really is. Because it's one of those things that... To be able to see this change in your life in such a small increment in such a little bit, bit of time is a big deal. I really feel like we have something that can be shared and brought into the world and and get a lot of positive influence from. I'm emotionally happy right now, <laughs> to tell you the truth. And my emotions are on the surface. So that's another per that's another part of who I am as a person, and I feel like that's okay though, because to be that raw with an audience and especially raw with ourselves is is very important. So today in our in our show we want to talk a little bit about I would say direction, and and are you in the right direction, and are we and how to figure out if you're not. And is it okay to admit that you're not in the right direction? So if you would, like, maybe expand on that a little bit, Larry. Good. 
Yeah, I think one of the things that where people struggle in life is a lack of direction. When you don't have that, when you don't have that, it's hard to get a sense of purpose. And then when you don't have that sense of purpose, you just don't have that enthusiasm for life. If anything, you kind of feel like life's holding you back or giving you, you know, a bad break. Yeah. And then you start getting beating up on yourself and doing so. Which I am really good at. <laughs> And one of the things we hope people would do is, hey, you know, got to forgive yourself and move on. Yeah. And uh, I mean, sometimes though, it's easy to admit that can be harder than it. Oh, it is really hard. It's really hard to accept that you're human and that you can forgive yourself for the for the mistakes you make. You can. Yeah. And it it takes time. And I think I told you before what C.S. Lewis said once. He says, he says things in your past are like. You know, it's like crossing the monkey bars. You got to let go at some point to move forward. Yeah, yeah. You told me that a few times, <laughs> and it's and it's hard to let go sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes that's what we need to do to move forward. But I personally find you have to find what your why is. You know, what's your passion about, or what you what do you what do you have a desire to do? If you desire to make a difference in lives, or if you desire to do something in your work, or with your spouse, or your children, or your family. And it, and it can't be. It doesn't have to be just one desire. No, either. no, and, no. You know, it can be it, a combination. Yeah, it can be like a desire to do good at your job, no matter what your job is. I have a desire to to increase my place of work into something that I'm proud of. But at the same time, I have a, this desire to share a message with the world. How we can, you know, positively influence our our environments around us. We, you and I come from completely different backgrounds. Uh, that's that's why I enjoy our relationship so much is because we can sit here and come from these different backgrounds and 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 connect and at the same time we we have a shared desire and and so that's another thing that this show maybe is gonna is gonna be about is about developing relationships with people that you wouldn't necessarily feel like you would say okay I'm gonna develop a relationship with this person. They, they come with uh, an area that I am not from at all. And I have actually a, a bad checkered past, which we'll, in a later episode, I feel like that would be a good subject to talk about is how how we have a, a, something that is shared. But at the same time, is my, my experience with it is, is completely, let's say, toxic and and something that has maybe caused some past trauma in my life. Maybe, maybe not to an extreme as where it's very strong but something that where i would definitely look at um this subject in a, in a different light than than you per se but that being said we have a you and i should have a shared desire to inf- influence youth for sure definitely to have to influence people positively every day no matter what I'm feeling on the inside, the, the next every customer I see, I want to I want them to feel like they had a positive experience at my work. You have that desire with everyone you meet, <laughs> you know. Some sometimes I don't have that, you know. Just like oh man, I just want you to go away. <laughs> but it's one of those things where the, what finding that desire is very important to having that direction in your life. What makes what makes you excited? Sometimes it, negative things can make people excited. Drugs, cr- crime, all that kind of stuff. But it's one of those things where that stuff leads to a path of emptiness. It's one of those things where those, those paths aren't right for you. So let's figure out a different desire. 
what what positivity can I bring and what desire that that I can I have for myself and for my family for the people I meet every day that can bring positivity to their lives so maybe expand on that a little bit more Larry how would how would I how would somebody find a positive desire that's good that's a great question there's a lot of different things and we've talked about this before but the one thing that I found is the level of person's happiness is tied closely to the level of gratitude and there's that magic word ladies and gentlemen (laughs) gratitude just so you know that that word is very strong there was a psychologist out of i think uh, southern california i can't remember university it was ucla or usc and his name is professor emmons he did some research and he found out that when people and they did some research with students and everything and they found that when people were started focusing on some things they were grateful every day that all of a sudden everything else around them started improving. Their relationships got better. Their work got better, and they're and they've and this now they call this movement positive psychology. And so now there's about a hundred, two hundred books on it. Yeah. And there's a lot of different. You can go on TED Talks. They got some good stuff on that as well. But they found that when people started feeling a culture of gratitude, they also felt more appreciation for other people. So they started expressing it. And interesting enough they found that this created a different mindset and when that you have a different mindset you start thinking differently about the world instead of always focusing on what's going wrong with the world you start thinking what's going right with the world now just as somebody who's recently started journaling gratitude and i've been doing it for, since i started talking to larry it's, it can be tough oh yeah to start with it's one of those things where it's like but i'm i'm in such a bad spot what do I have to be grateful for? And it's like, okay, so I like the quote from Buddha. If I remember it correctly. It goes, I am, what do we do today? It's, I think is what it starts out. But I'm grateful that I, lear- I learned something. And if I didn't learn, at least I'm grateful I didn't get sick. And if I got sick, I'm grateful I didn't die. You know, that's, that's it. I can't really pull it off the top of my mind right now. And I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll fix this. I'll tell you, we're going to, I'll find that episode or that, uh, that cool. quote and we'll, we'll have it because we, gratitude is, is five or six episodes in its, in itself. Oh yeah. It, it, there's a lot to be said about gratitude. And as somebody who just started practicing gratitude, I found it hard to find something to be grateful for. Really, really hard. You know, because everything was annoying or everything was making me mad. I couldn't stand my family. I couldn't stand my cat. It's, it's just one of those things where, so what did I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm grateful my, for my awesome car. I'm grateful for my material things. A lot of, like, that's where I started being, that's what I was grateful for to begin with, was material things. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm grateful that I get to go to work every day to pay for my awesome car. And I'm grateful that I get to go to work every day to pay for my awesome bike. And then, and then, so you start, so just like, cause it starts getting the great gratitude expands. It's like, okay, so you're grateful for this one material thing, but think of all the things that you get or that enables you to have that material thing. I'm grateful that I woke up and took a breath of air this morning, but I didn't die in my sleep I, you know i'm grateful to to ha- just just to eat a, a protein bar 
I really found gra- uh, gratitude helped me whenever I started putting selfishness into it a little bit. And it, I feel I feel guilty saying that. But whenever I started focusing what I'm grateful for about myself, my self-esteem starts going up. I'm, my, my number one sentence on my gratitude journaling is I'm grateful for me. I'm grateful for my confidence and the ability to share that with people and, and to lead with confidence. Because I, I look at gratitude as like something that one, I'm grateful for this aspect that I have. And if I don't have it, I want to build it. I'm going to start building gratitude for it. So how can people use gratitude and in what ways can they can they start looking at themselves to be grateful for like just the little things? What ways can they do it? Yeah. Well, like what you mentioned, Nick, I mean, one thing they could do is just getting a journal out and just write a few things every day. And how now how important because I talk to a lot of people about gratitude and practicing it. And yeah. they, they sit there and, and well, I'm grateful for stuff in my mind all the time. It's like, yeah, well, saying thank you and being grateful is two different things. So how how important is actually journaling gratitude? I, it's very important because it when you write stuff, it's both a left brain and right brain activity. And they find that it works better in the brain when you actually write stuff out, whether that be a problem or a question or anything. And particularly with gratitude, it's a little more ingrained. It gets in the in mind, infuses it, I guess what you would say. Yeah. It stays there a little bit better. And... It allows you to focus on it, and there's a lot of things you can do. You can say, "Hey, what went right this week?" or "Did what did someone did I do something or say something that made someone a difference in someone else's life?" And just journaling this, it becomes a, a journey of self-reflection, and, and it actually helps help it helps the self-esteem and self-love for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, your world changes in the way you see people. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've noticed that immensely, especially journaling gratitude. And another thing that I liked that you asked me to do was to send gratitude to like one person a week, pay it forward, pay, right. pay gratitude forward. I'll tell you the people that I've done that to that are close to my life, it blows them up. Like they, they come in, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, my friend, Mike, I, uh, I texted him. He helps out at my work every once in a while. And I texted him. I was like, hey, I just wanted to know, wanted you to know how thankful I am that you come to work and help me out. And just how, how you're just a good friend to me. That night, he came in with a with a little six-pack of beer, you know, and he was like... Uh, Alex was like, "Hey, where's where's my beer at?" And he's like, "Well, Nick Nick texted me today, <laughs> you know." And so it's and then you saw you saw his his enjoyment on his face about how I I threw a little bit, you know, I paid a little bit forward to him, and how he really genuinely appreciated that, and that made me feel good. And and, and so and then again, this I I've texted other people on it and. I had this one person say, well, I've never received that before. And, and that's, that, that's, you know, thank you so much for actually just being thankful for me. I've never received that before. So it's making an impact in someone else's life at the same time, which is big, you know, and that, and that, and, uh, and a journey of self-reflection and self-improvement, that's something that you get to see the, the immediate positive 
uh, outlook of. And I mean, maybe you never know. Some people might just take this completely the wrong way. Hey, I'm thankful for you. When and if they if they give you a negative response, like, I mean, what's that got to say about them? Like, if because I can imagine I haven't had that experience yet, but I could see how in today's world, some people might actually have never received gratitude and have never been thanked for something or not just a genuine thanks, but a thanks of just being there as a person, how they could probably take it the wrong way. And that, that just goes to show where this world's at, you know, and that how what we hope to do can help improve the situation of people's mind states in today's world, which is where we really want to go with this podcast is just helping improve the mind state. What, what visions do you have for this podcast, Larry? Well, that's good. I have my vision is it's a form of paying it forward. If we can help other people improve their lives, then they can pay it forward to other lives. Yeah. That's what we're we're all in life together. We're here to help each other out. Yeah, and we're too many people do not live in that aspect. It's either me or you, right? Yeah. And and it, the more populated this this earth becomes, and the more infringed on your privacy. I can only imagine living in some place like China, which you have experience living in. Yeah. But, um, you know, where your privacy is almost non-existent, right? And the more people that we have in this world and everything is getting closer and closer and closer, we need to increase our level of respect for each other, our level of understanding. And I feel like that's what we're, you and I are here to help people do, hopefully, is to, to increase that that level with everyone. And at the same time, Help everybody be a better person. I know you've helped me be a better person. And and I feel like I can connect to a lot of the audience that might not have lived a, a life of uh, truism and have been in that life of, I don't know, I, I feel empty in my career. I feel empty in, in my life choices. I feel empty in relationships. I don't have a direction of where I'm going. And I'm here to tell you, like, there's, there, it's not hopeless. It is not hopeless. And there's, no matter how old, how young, there's still time to change. And there's still time to make a better improvement for yourself. You know what? Now I think about it, this, this broadcast is about hope, a lot of it. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, 100%. That's what it is. It's about hope. And when we, when there's hope, there's a lot of good things that come out of it, right? Yeah, and there's always hope. Uh, I feel like we live in the world where it's almost, you know, things are looked at as hopeless. When they say that in Shawshank Redemption, remember the very end? He said hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things. Yeah. And no good thing never dies. I, I'm, I'm terrible at remembering That's okay. movies. It was, in, it was in a movie. And yeah. that, that was uh, what this guy told us. They were both incarcerated in prison. Uh, yeah, I remember, I remember the movie, but as yeah. far as, like, I do not... I could watch. That's why. I, That's okay. But yeah. I just remember that line is that hope is a good thing. I could, I'm could. i a huge Star Wars fan, and I've watched Star Wars a hundred <laughs> times. And I love it because every time I go back to watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this part now. <laughs> but whenever I'm you know, talking to somebody on the street, it's like, yeah, I couldn't quote you a line from Star Wars. Oh, besides, besides, it's a trap, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. But, but we'll say that. We'll say gratitude's part of the force. Yeah, How's there, that? There we go. Isn't that? Yeah, it is. Definitely. Well, I think uh, that's going to wrap up today. And I, next episode, I'd really like to touch on, I think we should start out with 
with touching on gratitude and the benefits of gratitude. And I'll make sure to have that quote from Buddha memorized by that time, (laughs) or at least written down to where, because I really, I really enjoyed that quote for sure. It was really good. And, and I just completely botched it today as far as remembering it. But you guys got the general sense of what it was trying to say. But thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'm Larry, or I'm Nick. And And I'm Larry.